Maybe I don't need to. Okay. All right. Then we're good. Okay. We're okay. Good. And you just say go. Yeah. So, uh, go. Will they be masters of their domain or will yada, yada, yada? We're doing Seinfeld next on Over Under Fair. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Over Under Fair. I'm Jason Pinkman. I'll be your host today as we discuss Seinfeld and whether it merits, of course, an overrated, underrated, or fairly rated status amongst this group, at least. I'm here today with Dave Roldan, Lacey McGraw, and the Brown Round producer of Sound, Roger Castillo. How are you guys doing today? I'm, I'm good. Good. I'm a little congested. Sorry. Same. I'm doing pay See, I think half the show is still deaf from last night, right? I'm oh, yeah. fighting off a cold. I went to a concert last night, and I put on an absolutely impressive vocal performance in my car on my way over here. So, <laughs> Well, we all, I mean, I saw the reviews. They were good. It was impressive. Um, well, we're here today to talk about another bastion of society with Seinfeld. And uh, I think if you're noticing the trend, we're starting with big pillars of society. I think that's fair to say. It's a fair place to start for us before we start getting too niche for our own demographic. You can um, never be too niche, yeah, right. Minute by minute, every episode of Seinfeld. Um, I'll start this episode by saying that I that this show is the second most important show of my youth, second only to Mystery Science Theater 3000, which I'm hoping is a later show. Uh, I spent at least four nights a week watching two hours of Seinfeld on TBS all throughout middle and high school. And uh, I'm going to start with my you know pre-discussion rating, and I think it's fairly rated uh, because you know while I think the content is unmatched before or since from Bell to Bell. I think that society on the whole has acknowledged and rewarded it adequately. Jerry can buy and sell a state if he wants. Uh, Larry David went on to produce more or less a raunchy sequel series in Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is just Seinfeld with swearing. A better raunchy sequel series. <laughs> well, that's up for debate one later. Opinion, one opinion. Uh, and the remaining cast members likely all cashed in with the Hulu sale a few years back. So uh, let's go around the horn and debate disgust. I've brought a list of, along with 25 great episodes that everybody has. Uh, just as a point of reference, it's from Pace.com, PaceMagazine.com. Uh, so what do you guys think? I'm going to start with Lacey on this one. <clears throat> a gentle overrated. Gently overrated. Gently overrated. Okay, what do you mean by that? Um, I like the show. I think it's a really funny show. Um, I watched a lot of it. I'll still, every once in a while, watch it when it's on. But I just think... A lot of people think it's just like the greatest sitcom that ever hit television, and I just think there's so much out there that either matches it or surpasses it. So I think that it's just gently overrated. Like, I think it deserves to be celebrated. It really was a great show. There's a lot of great stuff in there, a lot of great jokes that still, you know, pop up and get referenced now how many years later, what, like 20-odd years later. But, you know... Greatest show? No, not at all. There's actually a couple that have, uh, real quick before I give it to Dave, there's one joke I was I think of often that has actually gained relevance as time goes on. It's when Elaine goes on a date and her date takes it out. He took it out, which mm-hmm. now I would say probably happens more digitally than it did then. Like dick pics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> not, you know, it, it's, it's arguably more of a problem now. Yeah, so I that guess. becomes more relevant. Dicks have always been a problem. Too. That's true, yeah, throughout, throughout history. Arguably the number one problem. Anyways, Dave, your turn. I'm going to say that, uh, just to get it right out of the way, Seinfeld was not something I have any 
emotional or like nostalgic attachment to. It was watched. My grandmother was a big fan, uh, so I I did see it. But we were we were first and foremost a Frasier household. And that I've was, learned this. That was the show that I've devoted like a slavish amount of watching to during its syndication and during its original run. And I just never connected to Seinfeld in any real way. I know it's funny. And, you know, yeah, credit to it for spawning a bunch of, you know, names and terms for things. And that's a, you know, that's indicative of something that is good if you can sustain on catchphrases. But that's kind of what I feel it became. Like, it is now just a show of catchphrases. Like, oh, this is the episode where, you know, they said Spongeworthy. This is the episode where he said no soup for you. Like, that's all well and good. But I don't know. It's, just, it's never really been something I've, like, cradled onto as, like, a, you know, like the purest, you know, uh, like deliverance of comedy like it was never i never looked at it for that so what rating are you giving it oh it's overrated oh okay so <laughs> my bad i so, thought i thought i was just saying it by saying that but yeah i think seinfeld so you are to seinfeld what i was to nirvana kind of i guess like it just it just never hit with you no it just never did it, i never felt anything from it and roger i never i watched i mean i think i think it's all fair to say that during that period of time it aired Except for the last season, I watched a lot of it in reruns because from 93 on, I mean, I was I was in elementary school and then high school, so I never really made a point to watch, you know, musty TV on Thursday um, right. because it was just something I wasn't really thinking about, you know, like, mm-hmm. was, you know, off being a kid. But anyways, um, in reruns, um, and I've got a really good appreciation of it because um, I, 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 just like Dave, I'm, I think I'm a fan of Curve the Enthusiasm more because um kind of stemmed from that, but... I would have to say it's fairly rated. Um, there's points in time where, and, and Dave made a really good point that I really stand by, which is there is episodes that are known for just the episodes. And I, sometimes I get annoyed with that because if you watch the show, just the episodes that didn't have any significant like you know moments, like the the Kenny Rogers chicken episode or the um, the, the the big hands episode, or some of these episodes that are oh, known man for hands. man hands. Yeah, the man hands. Um, just the day-to-day stuff that Seinfeld does, I actually, I mean, like, the first couple seasons, I guess, where people were seeing it rough, I still, I thought there was just, there was a show about nothing, it's like, no, it's a comedian trying to hang out with his friends, so I guess that, that's a show about nothing. I, I, never, I never understood that label. I always thought there was a point to every episode. No, it is definitely a show about something. There are yeah. plot lines, there are recurring characters. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's nothing in the general sense that there isn't, like, season-long through lines that people keep yeah. adhering back to, so that... In that, yeah, sure, it's about nothing, but it very much is a show about something. It's just about these people. I think it these got the terrible, moniker. Terrible people. I think it got the moniker because of the uh, the Chinese restaurant episode. It was mm-hmm. like in season yeah. two. It was a nothing episode that you know it, you can see in the list. It's on, I think it's like number three on this list. It's six, six. They even say in the episode the NBC executives did not want that episode on the air. They're like, no, that's that's not a that's not an episode of TV, and it's now a classic Which of the show. Is that that uh, you're talking about? The Chinese restaurant. Okay. Where they're just, it's 25 minutes just in a waiting room. Right. And they, they keep calling Cartwright 4. And somebody has a toothache, right? I don't remember. Or am I, am I, <laughs> I feel like I'm combining a different I know it's, I know it's one of the only episodes that's fan received really well and it doesn't have Kramer in it, which is weird. Okay. Kramer's, you know, nowhere to be seen and he was, God, he, for all his good moments, he was, in my opinion, the most annoying character. We'll talk about that as yeah. we go on. I have, I have crazy <laughs> thoughts, but we'll we'll go ahead and get a little further. In. Yeah, but it's. I think the reason why I think it's uh, fairly rated is because I think the fans or, or people who, and I'm not trying to sound like a snob when I say this, but like just 
an overall the if you start from the season one on through, the show got progressively better. Um, I thought that the writing got better, and it for all it's worth. I mean, Seinfeld is Seinfeld is one of the biggest egos out there, yet he still managed to the distribution on the four. I thought it was really good. It was a well balanced show, and it never became Seinfeld and Friends. It was you know four characters. And yeah, I agree with you about Creepman. We'll talk about that later. But I, I, I think it's fairly rated. Well, no better example of the balance of four characters than another episode on this list, uh, the Subway episode. Each character gets equal time on the same Subway lines. Yeah, I love that. That's what what season is that from, though? I this don't know it. offhand, actually. Maybe you can find it on the list really quick yeah, as you're I'm scrolling through. Yeah, yeah, I'm scrolling through. Yeah. Um, but I, really quick, while you guys are doing that, I wanted to add on to what you're saying, too. The, 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 the strong point of this show, the reason I think it's fairly rated... Season three, season three, by the way. Season three, okay. okay. Fairly rated to mildly underrated would be because of the nothing episodes, the episodes in between the the catchphrases where, you know, like number 25 on this list is the dealership. It's the first one. I've had it pulled up the entire time because that's one of my favorite episodes because it's not it's not a big catchphrase moment. It's There's almost no catchphrases in it, but it's it's an episode that takes place entirely in a dealership. You have the great Thelma and Louise moment at the end with Kramer and the uh, – the dealer holding hands and driving the tank yeah, below E. I love that. Uh, George lines up all the Twix bars and says they're different bars. He just comes in and everybody's eating them. That, I mean, it's it, it again, it's, it's a, it, a nothing concept. Jerry goes to buy a car, and then they just do madness around it. But uh, I wanted to go back to something Lacey said uh, in your, uh, your, your decision on it. You said there are better sitcoms that you would rate above it. I'm, I'm just curious what some examples are. Dave, I know. <laughs> I, I know you have a catalog. Dave's losing his mind, but I, I think I just there's something about that show with like the beats of like the scenes and the way it rolls that I just think is so. It's, it's goofy. I don't know. I can't. I can't put my finger on what it is. But, um, yeah, I think I think Frasier's a better show. Um, I used to really love the show Scrubs when it was like in its heyday, and I thought that was a really fun show that was also goofy. Friends, um, if we're kind of throwing it back to like the 90s, I think Friends is way better than Seinfeld. Um, I just felt like the characters Whoa. were... Hey, man. Diana Mountain on that we're one. We're coming I, for different things. You I know just what I mean? thought the characters, and maybe this is just because my age at the time, but... Because Friends ran a lot later yeah. than Seinfeld. Friends, yeah, Friends got ten seasons. Started Seinfeld in ninety eight, five, yeah, yeah. ninety six, so, ninety six, but still ten years. Maybe it's just the time that I was watching it because I watched Seinfeld a lot when I was really younger, just because my parents. Yeah, were Seinfeld had a few years on it as yeah. far as debut. It came out before that, and I didn't really go back and yeah. watch Friends until I was like an older teener, te- bleh, teenager. So maybe I kind of like related to the characters a little bit more. But I, I kind of felt like even though the characters in Friends were completely ridiculous, most of them. They were a lot more relatable. They still had relatable moments, yeah, which whereas- is, I think, to this show's detriment, that none of these characters are characters you can identify with or care about. Like that is, that is chiefly the biggest problem that Seinfeld has as a situational comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it is entirely based on situational. Like every episode of Seinfeld is a situation, mm-hmm. so it hits that part right. Then the comedy part comes in whether or not you actually think any of that is funny. Yes, I think <laughs> a lot of this show is funny. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I mean, I like shows more than Seinfeld, but I'm not going to pretend that Seinfeld isn't funny. I just don't always think it is funny. And a large part of that is because I don't ultimately care for the for the the furthering, you know, character narratives of any of these characters because they're all 
awful. Yeah, they're and that's, all they're all a bunch of jerks. Right, and that's that's part of the joke. I understand that, and like uh, you know, it's been it touched gets on. Exasperated it's been later touched too. on already that like it not only does it get exasperated later, but then Larry David will spin that out to its finite, continuous like its its ultimate limit in Curb Your Enthusiasm with a bunch of characters that nobody could possibly like. No. But you find a way to still enjoy that show. Arrested like, Development I, does that too a little bit. Yes, Arrested Development does do that. But they have Jason Bateman. You're who jumping. You like. Yeah, I was gonna say you're yeah. jumping on one of my points for later. Arrested but, Development is also a show that I think is better. Arrested than Development, Seinfeld. if we're talking about like a traditional like live action sitcom, if we're not including like nine seasons of The Simpsons, which I would like to, but I won't. So <laughs> I can do it without. Uh, you know, Arrested Development is like a perfect organization of all the things you want from a sitcom. It was just so up its own ass with its own in jokes that it was hard for a lot of people to connect to it. But the people that did, like me and other people that I know love that show and treasure it, can appreciate it for what it was, which was a great situational comedy as well as a great long form storytelling because it yeah. did both. And it had characters that, while some of them were despicable, Lots of them were despicable. They still had moments of clarity or like moments of recognition where they're supposed to kind of bring it from dial it down from eleven back to about two or three, and that never happens on Seinfeld. And that's not that's that's something that the, the writers clearly worked into the show as a fabric of it, and I respect that. But on a very 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 small level, I need to have some kind of character attachment, and Seinfeld is devoid of that for me. Like. I think every one of those characters is detestable. The only person I can get close to kind of appreciating is Elaine because I'm kind of like her. But past that, I can't. I just can't. And that's that's something that the show like jumps all the way into in its later seasons where they're just like ridiculous cartoon people. And I, while I can appreciate that in some instance, instances, Seinfeld just doesn't pull it off for me that way. See, I kind of viewed this, I guess, where it might, might be where a difference of opinion is because I think that they're sort of like the character of the voice of the inside of the head of the writer. Like it seems to me a lot of episodes that I'm thinking of while you're talking is like when they're at parties, when they're at uh, like, like the recital with the Tweety bird pest dispenser. Like there's all these moments like the dealership where it's like they're, they do on the screen what you kind of imagine you would want to do in your head in that situation. But we all have too much etiquette to actually do. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying, and that may be partially true, which is why the show is so successful. That there's definitely a built-in audience for that. Like, oh, they're saying what I think, and like, like yeah, well, like even great. like the 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 joke I mean, the masters of our domain, like the, the opening line that that the masturbation episode. Yeah, Kramer sees a naked girl eight minutes in and immediately goes and masturbates in his <laughs> yeah. room. Like <laughs> that would never happen in real life. I would never be like, okay, guys, the four of us are going to make a bet and then go over there and jerk off. You know what I mean? Like, right. it would never happen. For what it is, though, for what it's worth, the challenge is my favorite episode of the whole show. Oh, really? Yeah, like almost hands down. Why is that? I'm curious. Because it got the closest it ever. It was one of the closest instances of the show. That's what she'll do next. Everybody's favorite episode. One of the closest instances the show got to going too far for what they were allowed to do on a network television show, you know, in the slot and in the years that they were on. Because the show is dealing exclusively with sex without really just blatantly saying sex, 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 sex. It is, but it's not. It's, It's very wink and nod. And they did it masterfully. Like, that is a well honed very well produced episode and i enjoy it immensely still like now it's one of the first ones i'll watch if someone says oh seinfeld i'm like yeah watch the challenge that one's great lazy or roger you guys got a favorite episode off the top of your head of seinfeld yeah um there's it's tied it's the kenny rogers chicken episode is my favorite one and then the one where uh george talks about shrinkage (laughs) hey i was in the pool yeah in the pool Um, that's is that the one where they're at the party and 
the lady keeps talking about my baby, my baby, my baby, and Elaine goes, Maybe my the baby, dingo. the dingoes ate your baby. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a separate I, episode. No, no, no. Yeah. I thought, okay, because they were they were not in their usual quarters in both of those episodes. Yeah, they were at someone else's house in the shrinkage one, and then they were at a party in the other one. Okay, all right, yeah. sorry. So for you, it's <laughs> shrinkage and Kenny Rogers roasted chicken? Yeah, and then, yeah, because any episode that was George-centric, I love George as a character. Because oh, oh, God. The reason why is because he, just because, like, his cynical nature and, and the way he was trying to get away. The, actually, the pastrami one, too, where he's figuring oh, out. Fusilli? Like, Fusilli Jerry? Mm. Yeah, the one where he's eating the sandwiches between sex. Oh, no, it's a different episode. No, no, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tries to combine sex and food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. one of the greatest episodes. That, yeah, that's also up there. And Lacey? Um, I like the sponge episode <laughs> just because I, I can't imagine like having a contraceptive method that you're so in love with and then it goes <laughs> like i i know how it feels to have a product that you love go off the shelves but it's never been anything that important and i just think it's funny <laughs> that she's like choosing who to sleep with and she's like i don't know i don't know if he, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you if, if, if it's worth worthy. if it's worth using up one of these precious things that i have <laughs> So I think that episode's really funny, and I also like the one where she says, "Maybe the dingoes ate your baby," because yeah. just because who hasn't been in a conversation with somebody who's so effing annoying, going, "My baby, my baby," or you know what I mean? And she's not even—I don't even. She's think, talking about her she's fiance. Talking about her fiance. Fiance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a lady that was coming into my work fiance. who would re- re- exclusively refer to her husband as my husband, which is fine in some circumstances, but like at this point, it's like. He's here three times a week. We know him by first name. You can say, you know, Joe or what. I don't want to say his name. Yeah. But you could say, hey, jo- oh, Joe did this. But instead, she'd be like, my husband got up last night. And I'm like, bitch, I know who you're talking. Like, we're stop. not 47 <laughs> and acquaintances. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> like, just just call him by name. Oh, oh my husband. I need my husband. My hu-. I'm like, I know you're married. <laughs> no, thanks I for thanks for informing me. Like, stop. So that that episode made me laugh. How she just got to the point where she was like, mm, maybe the dingoes ate your baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so delightfully weird. But there was a lot of the uh, moment. I think I could cherry pick like moments from these episodes and these, you know, that I really really liked. But yeah, the sponge episode probably is like the standout one for me. My two favorite episodes based around moments number one is when jerry starts shaving his chest and there's a moment where kramer like goes in the into jerry's hallway to his bedroom and he backs out of frame so you can't see him and you just see him ski till he takes his shirt off to show him what happens when you shave your chest mm-hmm. and jerry just like throws his weight up against the wall and you just hear kramer like look at it look at it just yelling at him and jerry like can't handle it and he's looking away and he just runs away and it's supposed to be like it grows back really rapidly and that's one of my it stands on my head as my like my favorite go to moment because I love that episode. I can't even think of the name of it. Uh, and then the other one is uh, a little moment at the beginning of an episode that turns into an entire episode where Newman tells jo- Jerry that he dated a girl that Jerry is now dating and that he broke up with her. So then it turns into an entire episode of Jerry questioning his own relationship with this girl because she's not good enough for Newman. Right, right. And that in that is where I think the strength of the show is. Because those are moments I think that we've all experienced something to that effect. Like she said with the conversation at a party or conversation at work or in my case, like you're dating somebody that someone else either dated or wanted to date and it didn't work out. And you're like, well, what am I doing wrong? You, see, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. But yeah. I mean, 
That's true of all situational comedies. I mean, all of them. Yeah, I've, but the volume of them is what makes I think the show so great. I guess, but it's it's because it had the time to do it. Like because it was such a runaway success, they just had to keep coming up with single note ideas to spin whole episodes out of, and that's just what you get. Like it's it's not to its detriment in nece- necessarily, but. I still don't think it's like it automatically puts it in the greatest ever column just because a situational comedy made things relatable to people. That's what they're supposed to do. That's true. Like I've gone to a bar and I know regulars. Does that mean that my life is Cheers? No. No. But <laughs> does that mean that Cheers is automatically great because I can identify with it? No. It was great. I, I think Cheers is a better show than Seinfeld. But it's it still doesn't make it the greatest of all time. You know. I don't know. I think the... The I'm defending this so hard because it's the little moments that make me happy with Seinfeld. No, I understand it. I you respect know? that because the shows that I love and cherish are b- built around little moments. Like that's all the shows are. Yeah. Like you, you might not always remember the names of these episodes. We're super nerdy, so we'll do that for things that we're really yeah. passionate about. Like I know the names of all my favorite Arrested Development episodes, Frasier episodes, all those shows that I love, and even the Seinfeld ones that I love. I know their names because that's something you learn. You just want to figure out what it's called so you can represent later on. Oh, what was the we episode? We just references. What was the episode with the the gang? And this was their sign. The, the Van Buren boys. The Van Buren boys. That's <laughs> yeah. the other one that I thought was, that was really yeah. funny. That was a, that's a great joke, and I love that too. With because the, they're that's hilarious. It's nothing. But it's yeah. a great idea. The, the, yeah, the Van Buren boys. But uh, let me finish real quick, Roger. Right, just sure. uh, I don't I don't know if it's uh, if it's necessarily like I was saying, like a net win automatically for a show just to be in your head built on all of those moments like because some of those there are shows that people can recite moments for that i'm sure i can't stand like people are like oh i loved full house when i was a kid because <laughs> there was no this is legitimate there i mean I it, it got a it, it got, got a rebooted, re-release like, yeah. because of the nostalgia i know show. like oh and you remember that one where dj did something like i don't know because i don't fucking know that show but <laughs> show's someone says something about it and then other someone else can identify that and that those are just as real for them as, you know, the episode where Fraser and Niles have to dispose of a seal that died on the beach. Exactly. If you don't know, you don't know. But, like, it's just as real for them as that is for me as, like, something that I remember and I love. And it doesn't make either of us wrong. But I think if we're going to put that into, like, the perspective of, like, well, this is pop culture royalty and it's like a sacred cow. It can't be touched. Like, that's not true for anything. Specifically a show like Seinfeld, which has... Like the basis of it is so thin that it's easy to pick apart things like that. It is, but yeah. Go ahead, Roger. Roger, you, we cut you. Oh, uh, it's okay. They they invented what we'd see a plot you'd see later on in How You Met My Mother in a, in a weird way. The whole Bizarro World thing it was. I mean, it was based off Superman, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. not like a yeah brand new concept, but no, yeah, they, they, they brought they, it to screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they that's really, a great episode. They really too. sold into yeah. that one. Bizarro Jerry is a good episode, and yeah. they're all really nice yeah. and like yeah, the yeah. Whole library. Is that the one where Elaine finds the new group of friends? Yeah, yeah. it'd be like if you found three new us's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you probably yeah, she's already dating have. a guy, and she breaks up with him, and they become friends. Kevin, I think is Kevin. Yes, and they become friends, and then and then he has a George, and he has a Kramer. So then she starts hanging out with all of them, and ultimately they kick her out of the group. Yeah, because she's because she's the worst yeah, yeah. so she's I love my, the episode where he goes he, he keeps knocking who is it it's Froman or whatever his name was <laughs> and then where she goes right in the fridge she says what are you doing and he, she's like grabbing something to eat yeah. don't you ask <laughs> yeah and that's yeah that's that I don't know the way they brought the concept of the stream was awesome no it's well done it's well done my other episode that I was thinking of in my head was the one where uh, Kramer finds the Merv Griffin show gar- set in the garbage oh yeah and then has the Merv Griffin show at his house and it's it, again going to a single moment when he goes let's take a commercial break and then he shoves a chip <laughs> in his mouth and takes a drink of his pop and stares at the table for like nine seconds and it's it feels like forever yeah <laughs> but it's just so great he's just like and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. Like that's, 
it I I can still watch that twenty years, thirty years, twenty five years later, and it's still like a heart like a a point of comedy for me that like because I kind of do that for fun anyways. Like that's what we're doing here. See, and this that, is um, sorry. That, like, go ahead. No, you, you, your turn. This is one of the reasons, what you just said, you could still watch it 20 years later. One of the reasons why I think that Seinfeld is a gentle overrated is because for me, I cannot go back and like watch Seinfeld. Like I can, I can watch an episode here and there, but it is not something that I'm ever just like, oh my God, I want to watch Seinfeld. You know, it's like seek it out. It's not like, oh, I want to watch Seinfeld. Like Like, I will sit, uh, oh, here's another sitcom, my favorite sitcom of all time that I think is far and away better than Seinfeld was Roseanne. I, I would agree love with you. Roseanne. Roseanne is And that's like a right around the same time frame. That show, I could I could sit and literally just watch seasons of it over I and over and Roseanne. over. And Roseanne's great. I respect your like of it. I'm not insulting anybody's opinion on it. <laughs> I just hate that show. That's I never, fine. I, I, I could go back and watch a hundred episodes of Roseanne. I can and be like, oh my god, I love this episode. I want to watch it again. Yeah. I love this episode. Oh, the Halloween episode. I love this one. I love this one. This is the one where this happens. That for me is that just doesn't happen for Seinfeld. It just didn't. It just didn't carry over into you know years later for me. It's it's not rewatchable for me. Dave, you know? we, we we were you had. Your hand I up. didn't know where like if we have any kind of like a structure you wanted to channel this no, through. I just wanted to talk because I uh, I when you brought up uh, Kramer and the Merv Griffin show, like that's something I alluded to earlier that I would talk about later. It was the the strength of the actual actors portraying these characters on that the helps. show. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, it's 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 true then that like Kramer was like far and away the favorite character of most people because he was so goofy and yeah. he had he was outsized in his giant hair and spin, you know breaking in through doors like his idiosyncrasies. Right, like yeah. he had all of that stuff going for him. Now, we can diminish it now and we can say like oh, he was dumb or whatever, but if we're going to, you know, examine this for what it is, the only thing that that show has the strength of is the acting capability and comedic capability of the actors surrounding Seinfeld. Because he's terrible. Because he is awful. Yeah. He's like, horrible. There's, uh, Seinfeld, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld, like, yeah. The strength of that entire show rests entirely on the supporting cast. Because yeah. if you ever if you ever ask anybody who their favorite character on Seinfeld is and they say, Jerry, don't talk to that person. <laughs> that person clearly has a misguided opinion of what you're supposed to look he's for as a character, person. He's my favorite character, but not my favorite actor. No, neither. He's neither for oh, me. So I, I, think, like I think Jerry works to the detriment of that show almost constantly. He is always the least funny person on screen he normally has the least funny lines and part of that you could spin it and say like well they were trying to give that to the rest of the cast i think it's because the rest of the cast was that much better than he was to elevate the material i think a lot of this gets what gets lost on this show is that it was made by a bunch of comedy writers and they're while they're good the people that they chose to put in these roles make all of that material better because the comedy is hit and miss as we all know mm-hmm. and it, a large part of it is you know the the execution and the people that they chose for the show whether or not i like george costanza is secondary to the fact that i think jason alexander is a very good comedic actor and so was michael richards and absolutely is julia Louis dreyfus yeah. julia Louis dreyfus is the best in everything she's, she's the mvp of every everything she's, she's on in, ever yeah, she, she's i can hilarious. even watch that st- i think that that sitcom that she was on called the new adventures of old, old christine, christine that yeah. was a pretty good I show thought it was yeah, pretty thought, good yeah, like, she elevates good. everything yeah it, it, it just if if not for anything, that she's just such a hot fucking mess in yeah. that show, like her character. Is. And having Wanda like, Sykes doesn't hurt either. No, right, I also right, think right. And um, the guy that was in Avengers is her ex-husband. 
Oh, uh, man, I can't think of his name. Jeremy uh, Renner? No, no, he was he was. Uh, oh, uh, the guy who played Phil Coulson. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Agent Whatever Coulson. His name is. Agent, Agent Coulson. Yeah, that guy's yeah. awesome. Yeah. He uh, he was her. He's that was like too. my first exposure. Uh, Clark, Clark Gregg. Clark, Clark Gregg. Gre- yeah. Okay. Yeah, Clark Gregg. Yeah, he plays her ex-husband, and he's just real. <laughs> yeah, he's good too. Just kind of. And that's <laughs> that's a that's an issue that I have like with the the putting on a pedestal of this show is that I never thought. Any of the individual character work was so great that it should it should have like a reverence for, you know, like going forward this far into the past or to the future. Because I had that same problem that Lacey said earlier. Like, I can't go back and watch the show because I know exactly what I'm expecting from it. And it's not giving me what I want. Like, it's 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 a character ensemble that does well in parts and kind of fades for me in others. And some of the jokes are still funny. Some of them are not. That's a that's an age thing. It's a distanced and time thing like. You know, certain things just aren't funny anymore. You know, and some things just aren't relevant anymore. All of the phone conversations, like with people talking on giant cell phones and giant home phones, cordless yeah. things, and the the dress. You can you can remove yourself from some of that because some things just are always funny. You know, like the concept of some of these episodes are great and they hold up. But the the larger failing, I think, of Jerry to be good on that show at all is a huge detriment to me because I just. I can't watch that show for five minutes without then it becoming a Jerry episode and me just completely checking out. Because I think, I think I said, I think ultimately he pulls the show down. Really? Yeah. I always have felt that way, though. So I don't think he pulls it down because for every down point, he has a little bit of an uptick where, like the episode where George decides to do the opposite of everything that he normally does. Right. Jerry has a moment where he simultaneously, like for as much as they like to fuck with each other, he also is like he's doing both. He wants to help his friend a little bit, but he also has like this little smirk on his face. Mostly, like, let's see what happens. Yeah. And I kind of like that because that's again that's another like that's the writer saying like this is what I would do if I could do anything. Right. And I don't even think that like I said I don't think Jerry is I don't think Jerry is terrible always. I guess I'm being a little harsh. I want to finish a thought process ahead, a little bit though. Is that because this is the comparison when when you said Scrubs earlier? Mm-hmm. What Scrubs had to do, and I love Scrubs by the way. I've rewatched that series like three times. Mm-hmm. It gets really weak towards the end, though. Oh, yeah, I yeah, watched, um, watched total three episodes of that show. It's good first, if you stick. First to two it. seasons are great. The rest yeah, of it can fuck off. Well, yeah, but what Scrubs has to do to get its like moments of comedy is it has to go into his dream world. Right. What Seinfeld did was it took the dream world to real life, in yeah. my opinion. Where like. Every time they wanted to do something, they didn't have to dream. They just fucking did it. Right. Which is, I think, the strength of the show, which is why I think it still holds up because, you know, Elaine at a party. I'm sick of this. I'm just going to do an Australian accent and make her go away. And it works. You know what I mean? And, and, and that actually, I think that to the detriment, one of the things I disliked about Friends in that doesn't happen as much in Seinfeld is most episodes of Friends are, here's the thing I can't tell character X. Why? Well, it doesn't matter. Just don't tell character X and we're going to dance around that. We're going to lie around that for 22 minutes. We can't tell her that her chicken's over and on or something. Right. For 22 minutes, we're just going to lie. Well, that's kind of like the, base, that's the basis <laughs> of the show, though, is that they're... That's yeah. the basis you know, of all sitcoms, like all situational comedy. Yeah, I know. But like with Friends, it's like, okay, there's six friends and they're all like a huge group of people and they're navigating their way, but they're also trying to like not... Because how many times have you been like... 
you know, I really don't like this, but I don't want to tell that person and I don't want to hurt that person's feelings. But you also know it's, you know, it's a song and dance. That's based on a real life thing. Like we all have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that to the people in this room. I know it's real. Right. But it's the joke on Friends. It doesn't happen as much on Seinfeld. It's not the joke on Seinfeld. But that doesn't necessarily make Seinfeld better. I I I, think it does. I know that you think it does. I push forward that it does. All right. Fine. Because they dive into all versions of that. I would then counter, though, that... If we're going to base this entirely on what we want from a sitcom, what you want is a detachment from a real reality yeah. where there are black people in New York, where well, there are yeah. more characters that are female, where there yeah. are... <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, if you want to divorce yourself from the reality of a situation in real life and fully immerse yourself into the cartoonish world of a Seinfeld, that's fine. I'm not telling you that's bad. Mm-hmm. However... I like to have them rooted similarly outside of itself, but also within like a small narrative structure that feels like it could be possible. Is it possible for the people that live in the apartments they live in to live in that giant apartment? No. There are also no black people in New York for the first six seasons of Friends. Like there are all the sitcom problems are in all of these shows. It then just becomes what would you prefer? Time for those black characters and magic characters. Yes. And gay characters. That's fine. So so does Frasier. So does Cheers. You know what, so does everything ever. In the early 90s though. It was even interesting too is the Subway episode mentions how She's going to a lesbian wedding, which is yeah. if you think about that. And, and that Friends also time, had a lesbian wedding. Yeah, this is true. Well, true. In the 90, but, not ninety two. Friends, friends yeah. had a well because it was because so Seinfeld gets the benefit of having being produced four years. No, no, earlier. no. I, I, that's, no that's, I, that's the only that's thing the, the argument you that. made against me in Nirvana. So yeah, no, it, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it 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 is a direct derivative to an extent it's on the same network it's produced by a lot of the same people but it's not derivative it's a different it's a different take on the same pr- proposal i was just pointing out that it was on the episode none more none less no no, no but that's a, it's well, a good it point bears, to bring it up yeah. talking though. yeah i mean it's, it's worth talking about a lot of the jokes they hit on seinfeld they would just hit softer on friends years later and the jokes they made on seinfeld were present in other other sitcoms that came before it too the narrative structure of taking something small and making a giant episode out of the whole thing that is what a sitcom is did you ever see the episode of the mary tyler moore show where the clown dies no like that's what i'm saying like this is this is all this is all come from mash that's what i'm saying though but this is all old hat like we could we could sit here and talk in circles about who did what first that's not what's important what's important is what you came to the show for and what it gave you seinfeld never gave me what i wanted until arrested development came around and did part and parcel 50% of what Seinfeld did but did it better for me because that not only were those characters completely divorced from any kind of reality and always looking out for themselves they did it to an extent that not only was each episode built on individual what the fuck this is ridiculous moments but then those moments kept getting referenced continuously through the whole run of the show that I loved about Arrested Development Seinfeld doesn't have that kind of continuity Hence, I just didn't appreciate it as much. I want that continuity from a sitcom. It shows up a couple of times. I mean, the, the, the not not nearly on the same level. If we're going to compare Beck, running, the Beck gets brought up like six seasons later when uh, George becomes a hand model. Bringing it up and continuously referencing it are two different things. Like the rest of development takes jokes that they build in season one and pay them off in season three. Like that's it has that kind of continuity. So you need you you like almost require jokes to. Or you, it sounds like you're describing a show where the only the, the joke is that they don't invent new jokes all the time. They're just red dragging out. No, long ones. they're not. No. They're not dragging out old ones. What he's saying is Arrested Development will set up a joke in season one, which is still mildly funny. And you're like, oh, this is weird that this character's doing that. But that's kind of goofy. And then in season three, something happens that references what happened in season one. And it's hilarious. Exactly. That's precisely <laughs> what I'm talking about. 
Seinfeld has things that carry over. Like they'll have a, a, a new character that com- they're not all just standalone episodes. Like they'll have a new character that comes on. Like what? Um, who's one? Joe Devola. Su- Susan. That that wife Susie. of yeah. uh, George's, right? Mm. Or fiance of George's. Oh, Sue. Yeah. And Susan. then they just you know they keep showing up, and it's like, okay, who is this person? Okay, is that person's wife? Like, yeah. but they're more standalone. Like they're designed so you can just I can flick on any episode probably of Seinfeld for somebody who's never watched it before and they would totally get every joke or I mean it would be they would be able to get every joke whereas Arrested Development if I just pop on season four for somebody who's never watched it they might be like well what's that who's that what's what's going on like there's still funny moments in there where you're like hmm but like the jokes are built they're long form it's long form comedy and I will say say, that sounds like a weakness that's exactly what I was going to say I will say though the people that say that's a weakness of that show are correct in part because it, it is that's the reason the show got canceled it was a difficult show to promote because the show needed you to have watched yeah. all of the show. And people can typically only buy into that with a dramatic narrative. Right. And yeah. I respect that. Like, I'm not saying that that's like, yeah, you the can't wrong watch Breaking Bad season that. five episode. Right. 10. You can't just you just can't yeah. do that. Like, it, it is a comedy that made that forced you to have to have watched the whole thing. Yeah. But that on my level is part of the reason I think it's so fantastic, even though it's kind of pretentious. It was it was Netflix, like, it was Netflix before Netflix was Netflix. Right. And it made you it, it forced you to have to take a, like stock in the episodes they were putting out before you just jumped in and watched it. But that's ironic that when they got the chance to be a season on Netflix, it was kind of crap. It wasn't crap, but it, they they had like conflicting schedules with stuff. The reason they can't show everybody later, at the same yeah. time, yeah, because it's a full decade removed from when the show got canceled. Some of the people have become more famous in other arenas, you know, and like other people just weren't as available to do things. Maybe they didn't want to as much, or maybe they just literally were not as available. You know, like people just have lives outside of the things they did 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So to get it all to happen again is not the easiest thing. There's only... I think one scene across the entire show where all of the characters are in the room together, and that was the ultimate strength of that show while it was on because they were constantly interacting with each other. Yeah. So the fourth season is the weakest by comparison to the previous three because of being ten years apart. Mm-hmm. In Seinfeld's defense, like like you said about that should be a weakness, the the strength of a show like Seinfeld or like Frasier or like mash or something else we're not even thinking of is that you can watch an episode and how let's say sight unseen you've never even seen an episode of seinfeld you walk in and you're like all right well this is the main character it's called seinfeld his name is jerry like you figure it out pretty quick yeah and then you're like this is jerry's apartment so this must make jerry the main character okay that makes sense too and then everybody just kind of shows up we all have things hijinks ensue someone says something you know nebbish and someone is anxious and someone is dumb so like it's, it's a it's a sitcom that's perfectly tailored to just show up and watch. And I respect that. But I think that's why it's on rerun on like three different right. channels. Yeah. But I think other shows have just done that, if not as well, better than Seinfeld. Like that's actually why I was going to say earlier when you been, you, can, you said you can't watch it. I can only watch it in context where like uh, I wish Hulu had a random feature for this reason where so you can spin it. I'm not in control. Right. Like I need to be removed because if I don't if I know the narrative before I watch it, it does have that feature. It's just use the controller, you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> go to season four, then go to season eight. Yeah, but see if I even see the title, my brain can sort of play the plot out. Like it's not as because you've seen it so many times. Yeah, exactly. Right. I've seen it every episode at least three times. Right. Easily. I, I have that same issue with Frasier. Like we just I've all right, you know peek behind the curtain i'm in the middle of rewatching fraser again for the i don't know 30th time <laughs> and i'm in season six and i'm like oh crap it feels yeah, like final fantasy feels like i just rewatched this right feels like i just rewatched this because i did like I, I the last time i started watching it, i started from season six and went backwards and then jumped forwards again so all of this is <laughs> all of this feels like i just rewatched it so i'm kind of having problems jumping around with it yeah but i'm still watching the episodes again because i'm like yeah even though i know all this plot and even though i know every single beat of the story that's gonna happen i really love these characters and i love 
all the settings and all of the really dumb like high levels farce that happens on this show I just that, that's just you know again it I is think the characters and are a little bit more interesting on Frasier too like I think you have so a, too a better dynamics but, between them instead of just being a group of like assholes it's like you know, okay. brother, 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 father, brother, brother. The father's kind of blue collar and right. real down to earth. The the kids are hoity toity as shit. You know what I mean? It's all like, very rooted in you know in a tropes of things. Weird British character yeah, that shows there, up and she thinks one she's of the a brothers psychic. is in love with yeah, her. But he, there's it, there's a lot of fun stuff in that show that I think is not present in Seinfeld. I'm not arguing that Seinfeld is shit. Like I said, I think it's a gentle overrated because I think there's so much better stuff out there. I like this show. I like Seinfeld. I can watch it. I watched a lot of it when it was a little bit. I don't want to say when it was on because I was like five. But right, yeah. when it was a little bit more current, um, I did. But now, like I said, going back, I just there's there's other things that I would I could rather watch on any given day. Other sitcom. And I'm not a big TV watcher anymore. I'm just not. I mean, um, well, you're a woman on the go. <laughs> I mean, I will. Aren't I will, we all I will sit women down. on the go? Yeah, I will sit down and watch tv every now and again you know and if i'm having a lazy day but like i'm not i don't have netflix i don't have hulu i don't have a tv in my bedroom you know so like i'm just i'm just not a big tv watcher and i don't say that to be pretentious but like when i do sit down and watch tv it's usually just like oh what can fill my time and i'm never just like oh shit there's reruns of seinfeld on i'm gonna watch these because i there's just better stuff out there to me so i just don't think i think that the the greatness that people think of when they think of Seinfeld is just not, it's too much. I think it was a good show. I, it might even be a great show, but it's not as good as so many people. So many people love it so deeply. And I just think that's too much. Roger, were we holding you back at all, by the way? Okay. I was just just checking. I was a few times. I'm like, well, you know, there's the only thing I was going to say was, is that just like Lacey, I, I can't, th- and then it sounds not sound pretentious or snobby or anything, but I. Well, you're a woman on the go too. Yeah, I mean, I think I haven't. The only show I ever watch on a regular is a cartoon called The Regular Show. That the show's awesome. Watch. The show is awesome, and I've been watching that. That show's better than Seinfeld. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Hey I'm, man, I'm I, love you know what? I love Regular Show. I love Regular Show. Show is fantastic. Yeah, Regular Show is fantastic, and I would put it on par with Seinfeld. I mean, I'm not. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the TV in general for me. There, there's only really if I really think about it, there's no show I have. If I think about the box sets I have, I have moments. So for you example, have cartoons. Yeah, I have cartoons. <laughs> have I have more cartoons. Some Robotech. Some Robotech Transformers, <laughs> and there's one I really um, the, the Woody Harrelson. Um, Cheers. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Oh, True Detective. True Detective. Yeah. That right there, like, is the best TV I've watched in the last 25, 30 years, period. And now let's stay in a lot. But True Detective is almost as funny as Seinfeld. <laughs> My point is, Seinfeld to me, in terms of, like, I watch reruns. I watch a TBS block. I watch it. It makes me laugh. And it got me in the curve of enthusiasm, which I think is another top three show of mine when I watched it, when I have time. But do I do a deep dive about the, the, the impact, that, like, deep dive thoughts about it not really i enjoy it for what it is which is to me the modern day version of three stooges which is something that was always on and reruns and was something you could just laugh pick up and go no that's a fair point that's actually a pretty apt comparison it is because three stooges is a bastion of society exactly that's exactly what i'm getting to like define what it's a pillar of of comedy that people constantly go back to for a reason yeah but i hate the three stooges i do too i despise (laughs) them i think it's boring as sin 
But like Seinfeld to me is the updated, more comedic version. I mean, those are different. But I know what you're saying. I know that they're different, but it's I know what you're saying. using the same concept. But that again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's great or better than everything. No, and else. I would say if there was a detriment to Seinfeld, it's that they didn't dive into the characters' backstories as much as they did George's. Like George was the character. But George is like the most fully realized character. Yes, on that absolutely, one hundred character I hate the most. Yes, which is why another reason. But I his, love Seinfeld. But they chose perfect actors for his parents, and even even his parents. No, they're great. Actually, they're spectacular. One of my least favorite moments is one people is one that people go to all the time. The Festivus episode. I hate the Festivus yeah. episode. I despise the Festivus episode. I think it's really stupid. All right, but. One of my one of my favorite moments is from Joe George's dad, where he's showing him how a bra works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like six minutes, yeah, it's amazing. And no, George, great, and George is like great. putting every hand in Roblox he could possibly put up, and he's just not stopping. Right. And it's it's great. It's perfectly done, and it's exactly how I I, I would want this man's father to be. No, I I love Jerry Stiller. That's he's, Jerry Stiller he's though. Exceptional. Yeah, he's exceptional. And and and, and what do they call it? Not not billiard room. Not <laughs> the place to be. The place to be. <laughs> Then I shall be there. Yeah, he has he has great moments in the show, and it it just some of the things, some of the episodes that people go to are episodes that I find to be uh, to the detriment of the show. Like the the two or three episode arc in Los Angeles, I really didn't like. Seinfeld goes to the West Coast. I did not like that at all. Um, but for every one of those, there's a Golden Boy for me. You know what I mean? There's for every one of those, there's the air conditioner falling out. There's the the mock O.J. Simpson trial. There's, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, which the, the the trial itself is terrible, but around it is great. And Kramer not really knowing what's going on, and Kramer having the oven mitt face is really funny. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's it's. I think the strength of the show is that for me personally, I think the strength of the show is that I can at any time flip on TBS. What is it like five to seven or whatever? They I think they still run that two hour block. I'm not sure. I don't watch TBS. Uh, I don't either. But it's it's one of those things. Like if if I'm awake and it's on. I'm totally okay with any four episodes at any given time. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I think is like that's the detriment to me to Scrubs is that Scrubs is you can't play any four episodes and have me like it at all. Right. And it, I I just I don't find that same depth of comedy. Like Seinfeld has comedy top to bottom. There's almost no serious moments. Yeah. And I I mean, but again, there are other shows that have existed like that since Seinfeld that I think improve on that. I didn't even mention Thirty Rock yet. Would you know, <laughs> that I would that agree with you on. Time. Actually, yeah, I've been holding it back the entire time because that was kind of like my the end of my whole spiel about this, like uh-huh. my mic chop moment. Thirty Rock. If you liked Seinfeld, Thirty Rock is the extension of that show to a thousand. Yeah, and it's wall to wall jokes constantly. Hundred percent better. Like jokes. every. 30, every 13 milliseconds, another joke is happening on screen or being spoken on screen. It is almost impossible to keep up with everything that happens. It is a show that begs rewatching, constant rewatching, and like fulfills you every time you do it because it is that funny. It is the most, and I will say this and I mean it, it is the most well-crafted, hilarious show I have ever seen and probably always will be. Like, It's my favorite comedy, hands down. It's funny. It is great. I did. Ju- I just rewatched almost almost all of 30 Rock last, about last year. It's last guilty. Winter, I feel guilty. I, I, man, Rogers, 30 Rock is the best. It's do you the not truth. like it? Or do no, you I, I, never I, I, I've it? never seen it. I've, oh, you I've, should take the Oh, time. man, yeah. I, watched I, I honestly could say, as somebody else who is not a big TV watcher, that it's it's worth it. It's good, smart. It, you'll get a laugh out of it. Because I kind of start with, like, I, I was told to watch two TV shows that I need to watch, which is Parks and Rec, which I watched the whole thing. And I watched Good it show. because I watched it because I was sick for like right. two weeks. So I, that's the only time I watch TV for binges at a time. And that's when, like, the thing um, with 30 Rock, there's a couple clips I watched that was hilarious. The the the, the, the 
bar mitzvah one. The uh, Tracy Morgan's doing the song. Werewolf bar mitzvah. Yeah, werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. That crack up every men. time. Men becoming wolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I yeah. Like werewolf night. I'm just guilty. Yeah. It, oh, Lacey, gosh, just like so you, sorry. I'm just guilty that I just don't. It's just not. It, it's a time issue. Yeah, no, I know. There's a lot of shows out there yeah. that people have told me to watch, like, not just comedies, where I'm like, oh. I'm really, yeah. That requires a time. I'm really glad you didn't bring that up at the beginning because I would have bumped Seinfeld down to number three then. Yeah, but I'm going to well, do it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love Seinfeld, I'm here defending it and, you know, fighting my best. That show is ridiculously better. It's it's dumb how good that Rock? show is. Yeah, that's a show that I would argue is underrated. That is an episode. That's an episode we need to do. Episode. I think. Yeah, yeah. Come back for that one. Because I I have argued. With, I wouldn't say argue, but I have had discussions with family members and other people who have kind of felt the same way you do. Like like you know, oh Seinfeld, it's it's still great. It's still funny all this time later. And I'm I'm not even saying that's wrong. But I I found what I could have gotten from Seinfeld in Thirty Rock, but way more because it had characters i was actually interested in it had characters that were all kind of terrible but had enough redeeming qualities to make me not care but then it threw all of that out the window and it's just ridiculous non-stop jokes all the time so i don't need the character work as far as that show takes me because it doesn't matter it's secondary to the fact that it's so funny the only thing i would say that seinfeld does the only thing there's only one thing it does better than 30 rock is that it has that more they were more i don't know if it's that they were more aware if it was just their style of comedy but there's a lot less topical comedy, like perhaps with what's relevant at that time of the show. No, and that that is a that's a strength of Seinfeld. That yeah. It, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't trade too heavily. That's what I mean by you can pick it happening. up. Yeah, but so do other shows. Like Frasier is actually really great with this too. It, it is. Doesn't, it no, doesn't absolutely. do a whole lot of trading in like the super topical stuff at the time. Yeah, I heard a there was a joke that Roz Roz said something to Frasier, um, like in comparison to like some kind of. And now I'm going to botch all this, so this is irrelevant. But she made a reference to something that was happening in 1997 when that episode was aired. And I was like, whoa, suddenly all, like, this feels so weird. I never think of it as a show in time, but it is. And that threw me all the way off. Seinfeld doesn't do that as much (laughs) as just you looking at it and seeing that it's on. Yeah, it just looks dated. Right, but the actual material, most of it still holds up pretty well. Like, I can can give it that, obviously. Like, it's, I'm not, I, I would never say that Seinfeld was bad, because it's not. But I Never have then, nor will I ever understand the level of praise that it got. I would also like, say, oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm done. I would also say another thing, like when you were talking about like Seinfeld versus 30 Rack, is I think 30 Rack, the jokes require a little bit more, dare I say, intelligence Research. to get. Um, Sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I have watched that show with people who just don't get some of the things i'm saying i've watched it with people who are all three of you have made a point to say (laughs) that you don't want to sound pretentious i'll just buy all the way in i don't care if i sound pretentious if i love all of these shows it's it's you that's failing like it's not it's not me i'm sorry i just said not you in the room i just mean the general people if you don't like 30 rock my bad dude but oh no i'll sound pretentious all day i didn't want to sound pretentious because i was like "Mm, i don't watch television you adjust your (laughs) tina fey glasses <laughs> Television is trite. See, I'd, I'd much right. rather read a novel. I feel the same way about Mystery Science. It's it's a lot of references that go out the window that mean nothing and aren't meant to be really funny. Well, that's that's on a way different end of the spectrum. But yeah, like same same and different at the same time. Explain. Like, well, because that show is like that show is not made for anybody except the fifteen people that were watching it. Like at the time it was made. Like yeah, that's, that's true. That show was made uh, entirely based on the in jokes. It's kind of the same thing. The same reason it ever had a profile. You know, kind of like Arrested Development, there's like part and parcel of the same kind of thing. I've said that twice now. That uh, they they are working for a very niche audience off jump. Like they were never trying to be the most famous thing ever, which I respect. 
I also I don't have disrespect for things that are doing that. Like How I Met Your Mother was a show that was made for a broad, broad, broad audience, but it was actually pretty good. A broad, 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 right audience. I know, but it was still good. <laughs> like the show was funny. I, I can't even knock it. Like it was a CBS sitcom, which are you know notably pretty awful. It has great moments. It for has sure, really yeah. great moments and yeah. a lot of really fun episodes and yeah. a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Alan Thicke made a couple of appearances on there when mm-hmm. Robin's all yeah. Canadian. You're finding out. Her whole backstory and yep. all that stuff is great. Like it has a it has a lot of strong stuff for a show that I normally wouldn't be into. You know, because if you, if you told me to watch any other thing on that network, I'd tell you no, no, yeah. But like I, if you I, told I felt me the big, same way. To watch Big Bang Theory, it might actually hit you. Right. I mean, <laughs> I felt the same way though. Like when they said like, "Oh no, How I Met Your Mother," it's really funny. I'm like, "No, it's not." That that show's written by that guy that did, you know, like Two and a Half Men and Big Bang Theory. I hate oh, all these shows. God, I hate what? all these shows uh, so hard. Like this can't be funny, but it is. So you know, Two Poor Girls. Would, two Poor Girls makes me cringe. Two Poor Girls might be the least funny thing I've ever. You know seen. what sucks yeah. is I love Kat Dennings. Well, and we all I, love I, her. I tried, yeah, she's great. I tried to watch that show, and like, good for her. Hey, she's got a she's got a job now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's great. But no, I cannot watch that show like yeah. i tried oh. i tried i watched like the first couple episodes and i was like you know what, this yeah, i'm sorry did you mean the show where they take the only asian character and make him speak in ching chong speak right yeah. yeah even though he doesn't talk like that in any way shape or form in real life really yeah he sounds like us the asian then, actor yeah, yeah, yeah and he then, sounds like a person and they're like oh i'm a character on a cbs that's also <laughs> or even like that is like yeah, it's so way worse on cbs though when you know that's oh, I know, true i know i know now, <laughs> now it is, but all shows what? Have been yeah. i was actually just gonna ask you guys because i do not remember i'm talking about 2016 what right. network did seinfeld air on nbc nbc, NBC. Okay. The, the, that's actually they still I, reference I that in in uh 30 rock when he shows up and they're like oh what do you think you can buy all of nbc and he's like and he just makes a face oh yeah that's like oh shit that's right yeah you can like now he freaks out now i remember because yeah, because Jerry Seinfeld was on thirty. That may be Jerry's best acting. It actually. might be the best thing Jerry's done. <laughs> the guy on TV. from uh, yeah, definitely the guy from uh, SNL, Garrett, uh, the original first black Garrett guy. Morris. Garrett Morris playing yeah. the same character he has played in every single sitcom since the nineties when he was on Martin. And I think it was Martin. Yeah, nice he was on pull. Martin. Was he like an O Snap character? Yeah, he was an O Snap character. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing yeah. the same thing now. On that show, I don't. I don't I'll, I'll oh, on uh, Two Broke Girls. Yeah. yeah, Well, it's O Snap and it's Ching Chong Ching, so that makes sense because it's CBS Caucasian yeah, broadcast. Yeah. I love Gary Moore so, but no. no, he's it's dude. That's a thing with that station. That's why How I Met Your Mother is such an anomaly, and that's why Seinfeld isn't <laughs> because NBC has a little bit better taste. Well, they did, and they, they filtered up. Once. They've gotten bad. It's it's been a long time coming. Yeah. I think it's been pretty bad for years. They needed a, a joke downturn, that they though. continuously make on Thirty Rock, making fun of the oh, the network that is broadcasting them. Yeah. Oh man! But anyways, let's wrap this up again with. <laughs> I like how this is a Seinfeld episode, and we're like, let's talk about how we love Thirty Rock. We're gonna do a Thirty Rock episode. Is that fair to say? We need I to mean, do a Thirty yeah, Rock where we all talk about how underrated Thirty Rock is. We we just call that episode Under. Welcome to Under. Welcome to the Thirty Rock Appreciation Hour. Maybe all four I, of us do I an could, intro. Maybe I could bring in that stupid person that I know that didn't get the joke for Thirty Rock. <laughs> Oh, and I they wonder, won't know that I'm sitting I wonder if we know them. I'm excited. I'll tell you guys We'll talk about that all. All right, let's but wrap it up real quick. Uh, go around the horn again. Is it, are you guys going to stick to your same uh, ratings? I'm going to I'm gonna still stick to gen- gently overrated. Like, too too much reverence for a show that I don't think holds up that well. So And Roger, because I know Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fairly rated. I think it's a TV show that is... I'm not going to go and fellatio it and talk about how it's a good show. We all know what it is, and... Um, it's fairly rated, and I think that out of the the last, I mean, again, it's the only one that will have that kind of sweet syndicated deal that where 
you make that kind of money because there's no ever sitcom that's ever going to make that kind of money ever again. No, sitcom. not on that level. No, yeah. no. no. And well, friends did. Before before I give it over to Dave, I just want to say I'm sticking to fair. I'm moving away from my lightly under because I think I've talked myself out of it with 30 Rock alone. Uh, so I'm going to stick with fairly rated. And then Dave, wrap it up for us. Um. Well, okay. Uh, it's overrated, plain and simple. But <laughs> it's not bad. I'm not saying that it, at the behest of it being terrible. I think it's a fine show. I wouldn't tell you you were wrong if you said it was your favorite comedy ever. That's cool. I would say that to your face. Secretly, I would think you were wrong. But I'd be nice <laughs> enough to not be a jerk to you in public. But uh, we're not in public. Because you're the opposite of the show. characters on the show? Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Because right. they'd tell you. But uh, yeah, you know, Seinfeld's fine. But it's never my favorite. I think it's overrated. But um, in leaving, though, uh, why don't we... Why don't we clean this up with a little uh, a little toss over to our social media, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know, extensions. Go ahead and hit us up at Over Under Fair on Facebook, uh, Over Under Fair Pod at gmail.com, and at Over Under Fair on Twitter if you want to weigh in on some hot Seinfeld debate or just hot kinda, takes or just kind of want to say, hey, let us know how we're doing. Give us some ideas. We're going to be spinning this forward. So we need, you know, helps of listeners like you yep. to try to push us to the next plateau. So any kind of feedback you guys want to drop is uh, more than helpful, I'm sure. So Get us some topics, tell us we're ugly, whatever you want. Yeah, man, yeah. we want to include you because we love you <laughs> as much as you might not like us. And don't worry, our own discussions will be get more episodes like 30 Rock. That's also true. Which will just be, we're just telling you right now, underrated. <laughs> there you go. I said my piece, so Jason, you want to take it home? No, that was it. I just wanted you to say that, and that's that's all I want to say. That, uh, you know, if you, if you found any resonance with this episode, please get at us on social media. I'd love to have that conversation with people who aren't you four people. Well, you three. I'm like one and a half, so five-ish. Thank you. Oh. Was weird. <laughs> the, way, the way you whacked it up was weird. So. No, I was going to say thank you. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to piss it off. Yeah. Now we can just chit chat. Yeah. Hey, well, hey, Dave, episode. can you stall? 